All right, we're back, and so are you. We appreciate you for that. We're back here on Snap Tackle Pod, week five. Five. Week five of the season already with Dion Clisso of Preps KC. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41, currently in my basement, though. Uh, record this early. It's normal time for, for all of you. It's early for a guy who goes home at like 1130 at night and goes to bed at like one. Um, so uh, you're welcome, Dion, and everybody else, for, for me getting up to match your time. I, I worked until 1230 last night, so I don't want to hear it. <laughs> well, I mean, you, you can rely on a little sleep. Well, let's, here's the other thing, too. When I got done working at 1230, I went upstairs and went to bed. That's the difference. Yeah. There, was no drive, there was no drive home and then an hour to unwind. Yeah. <laughs> the, the typing of the district standings on the Missouri side was my unwinding. That was it? Yeah, that was it. Yeah. You have to type them out yourself? Yeah, I type them in, um, get them off Misha, and let once they get them set up and, and ready to go, and um, the, the, the original back when they went to the district thing about 10 years ago, we talked to our developer about having it. So when the scores were in, you know, they would automatically figure, but you have to have scores from every buddy that everybody's played. It's a, yeah. you know, six degrees of separation thing. So, yeah. uh, the, the, doesn't matter what your math comes out to be, which the St. Louis post-dispatch for a long time would do their own math and tell Misha they were wrong, but it doesn't really matter if your math is different than Misha's math or if your math is correct based on their formula. Right, yeah. Because it's Misha's, and Misha says it's that. <laughs> that's what it is. That's what it is. So I just go to the source and, and type those in, which is actually, you know, people I'd like typing in schedules. You know, I could have someone do that, but I have a sense of what the schedules are every year because I type them in. So yeah. it's grind work, and uh, I don't think if you wanted to do this job, at least my side of this job, if you didn't somewhat enjoy or not hate some of the grind, you, you definitely don't want to do it. But it does kind of throw some numbers in your brain, and you kind of have a sense of, of where teams are in, team, in terms of district standings and where they're going to kind of shake out. I'm proud of you. I write stuff down. So I have, a, I have a planner where I write things down every single day. I plan out things in different colored ink. So I look and say, oh, a lot of cheap stuff today. Or we got some Royal stuff, KUK State, whatever. I got the blue, the purple, the black from Mizzou. Uh, very color coded, very. Uh, you actually uh, get to write some stuff OCD down. OCD and old school at the same time. You get to write some stuff down from Mizzou. You know, we went from. Should we fire the coach to what, what big bowl game we're going to go to? What a, what a Loose to uh, Memphis, and we'll be back to should we Well, fire? that's true. I, you know, it, they're due for a flat performance with Memphis saddled in on a trip to St. Louis uh, between LSU. Now, if they win that game against Memphis, I would assume they would have been ranked. Not sure why one team falls all the way out behind, you know, falls 13 spots and, and we can't sniff the sniff the top 25. But, you know, it is what it is. But uh, you'd think that both teams would be ranked, and who knows? LSU, a ranked LSU undefeated, a ranked Missouri undefeated, game day, Saturday night, something oh, like that. Oh, I heard all my Mizzou co-workers, <laughs> by the way, and there's a lot of them in journalism. Yesterday, <laughs> talked about game day for LSU, pump the brakes. One week at a time. Yeah. K-State, good win. Yes, yes, very good win, very good win. And that's a good K-State team, um, and I, I'd like to thank them for letting us hang around because that's all. The, that's what it did. It just let Missouri build confidence. And that's a team at K-State that I think, I don't know, Texas looks pretty good, but they've still got an outside chance. Not an outside chance. They have a chance to win the Big 12, which is saying a lot. Texas is going to be 8-4. and four. Listen, I've seen <laughs> I can tell you what's going to happen in college football every year, and Texas is going to be 8-4. and four. Um, All right, let's get to it. Let's see the future here uh, for the high school football scene here in Kansas City. Um, but first, I guess we'll look, look – uh, Looking to the past, last week, week four was week three for uh, for Kansas. But Missouri, I mean, I asked you about what do you want to talk about? The first thing you said was that pious Maryville game, 46-42 yeah. shootout that Maryville wins. 
Yes. Uh, you know, last week we were able to really kind of flood the zone, so to speak, and cover a lot of games. And uh, it was fantastic. And we worked some things around. And Joe Caroni, who writes for us, lives in North Kansas City. And I asked him, would you like to drive to Maryville? And uh, he said, sure. Because I felt like that was a game that in the past that we had partnered with other news outlets, we would get that game uh, through them. But some of those news outlets aren't covering quite like they used to. So we're kind of on an island out here on our own, which is fine. We're picking up the slack. Uh, and so he went out there and it was 46, 42 and Maryville intercepted a ball on fourth down in the end zone with like 10 seconds left in the game. And so that's how close that game was. And it was back and forth all night long. In fact, Joe texted me on, on Saturday morning, by the way, as he was sending his stuff in, it was after, well, after midnight, about two o'clock by the time he got back from Maryville and got his stuff in, um, he said that he was standing next to the side judge there on the sidelines at some point, I think early in the third quarter, and I decided to look over and said, a really good team is going to lose tonight. Yeah. <laughs> the way those two teams are playing. And, you know, the the sad fact is they're in the same district. So this could be a district final down the line. Um, so only one of them is probably going to get out into the to the quarterfinals. But, uh, no, a good win. A Maryville team that's a little different than they have been in the past. They've got a quarterback who can throw the ball. Um, and, and Pius is a really good team. You know, Pius's defense has been outstanding all season. Maryville had played pretty well defensively, and you see what their offenses can do. When when offenses get going, it's it's tough to stop these days, and, and an outstanding effort by both teams, and, and Maryville got the win. Now, congrats on Pius. That looks like another great season in the works for Anthony uh, Simone and company over there. Let's stay in Missouri. Um, we've seen Bentonville come up and, and beat up on some, some really good – um, Kansas and Missouri teams at KC yeah. the last uh, few years. This time, Rockhurst goes down to Bentonville and gets gets a win. How big of a win was that? I think it's a huge win coming off of the loss to Liberty North. Um, the Liberty North loss could have been something that rolled into two, three. I mean, you yeah. go down to Bentonville, maybe they lose. They got Miege this week. They've got Aquinas the week after that. I mean, they were in the middle of, you know, starting off a stretch of some really tough games. You know, Rockhurst schedule's tough. There's no doubt about that. But to go down there and they 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 were leading most of the game and then Bentonville came back and tied it and they got a field goal at the end to win it. Um, that that is a big test for that team with the, you know the guys have been starting a lot of them since they were sophomores that showed resiliency that showed that they are veteran guys they bounce back from that loss on the road to the number three team in Class Seven A in Arkansas and at the that perennial is- power yeah um, so you know it's that's the biggest class in Arkansas and they're the number three team going in so huge win for kelly donahoe his staff and uh that team and, and really um that that i looked at their their run and it's like you lose the liberty north and then one could be three or four real quick and now they're rolling they're, they're rolling into a, a game with bishop Miege, who really hasn't been tested at all and now they've got to feel like hey we've been through a t- you know a tough loss and then won a tough game um rocks got to feel pretty good about going into this week uh last week our game of the week for uh for Friday night for us on uh, KSHB 41 was Odessa and Oak Grove. Odessa takes care of Oak Grove. So score one for Lafayette County, I guess, huh? <laughs> yes. Uh, and, you know, what they did is what you've got to do against an Oak Grove team that likes to get the ball and run option and, and kill the clock. Uh, they got up on them and made Oak Grove chase. And they never were able to kind of get back into it. 24 10 was the final there. And just, I mean, it's it shows that Odessa has played a lot of games. Of, you know, even though their numbers are not what Oak Grove's are, uh, and maybe their experience level uh, is not what they are, that a lot of these kids that have been on Odessa, you know, since they were freshmen, have played a lot of extra games in the postseason, and that shows up sometimes. Um, and I'm not saying Odessa, you know, Oak Grove isn't going to be a good team down the line. There's a good chance these two teams will play each other again. 
uh, but Odessa gets round one uh, here in the regular season. Yeah, absolutely. And then one more on the Missouri side I wanted to hit on was uh, Lee Summit. Hey, Lee Summit hung tough with Lee Summit North, but it's uh, like it's been the last couple of weeks with Lee Summit North. They just they just put away teams, not in flashy fashion or whatever. They just they just win games. I felt that was maybe the best performance outside of the Liberty North win that that Lee Summit North has put in. You know, because Lee Summit kind of the first half was was kind of hanging with them, and then they just put them away in the second half. You know, they they didn't do that to Staley the week before, and, mm-hmm. and now they've and, and now they've done it, and so. Uh, I think that's a, a a good win for them. I mean, uh, you know, they they really, you know, they've got Blue Valley Northwest this week, which is going to be a good test for them. But I, I think that shows that might be their most complete victory, um, including the one over Liberty North. I mean, it's tough to say that, but I mean, they really spaced themselves out and and put a team away uh, like yeah. they haven't done all season. Yeah. All right. Over on the Kansas side, um, I guess I'm the one that's supposed to ask you the questions. But so the question is, uh, <laughs> what happened with Bill Valley? How, how was that so close? So it's Chattanooga Northwest. But I mean, I was well, there. I, I was texting with a guy who was there who said that uh, offensively, Mill Valley was uh, okay. the passing game wasn't really working very well. And uh, so Chattanooga Northwest just put eight in a box and said, do something. And yeah. And so, yeah, and uh, look, Chambers Northwest is a good team. They got some really big and yeah. good guys up front. A lot of times, the big guys aren't, you know, with the with the offensive defensive linemen. Often, the big guys aren't, you know, you know, technically sound. A lot of times, the, the little little guys are, but they're little. Like it's the big guys that know can play football, and so uh, take nothing away from them. They had a great defensive game plan. Uh, Bo Black can uh, coach some football. Uh, but yeah, fourteen to seven. Uh, the Northwest scored on a pick six, and they got another interception two plays later. But the uh, Mill Valley defense uh, held up, and uh, but yeah, it, it might have uh, you know exposed some things for Mill Valley, but uh, definitely had them might have them working on some things uh, moving uh, moving forward to Gardner this week. Yeah, and I'm gonna ask Joel when he comes on the show this week the same thing he kind of had last year. He said, you know, sometimes you need a loss or that close close wins so the kids will kind of snap out of it and listen to what right. you're trying to tell them. Um, and, you know, he doesn't necessarily, you know, he doesn't want to lose any games, but he doesn't necessarily think that losses can be a bad thing. And especially that game, which was uh, much closer. Than I think a lot of people thought, but like you said, China is Northwest is a team loaded with juniors. Um, a lot of those sophomores played last year. And I think Maliko Adis masked a lot of the youth they had last year. Cause they could just give him the ball <laughs> and, you know, give him some space. Uh, and he made big plays, but I think that's the Shawnee Mission Northwest team that, as the season goes on, uh, is going to get better and better. Uh, and I think they, it was a good effort for them. You know, they had Mill Valley and Olathe North back-to-back weeks. Uh, and that's not an easy task. And they played better the second week than they did the first. And they played pretty solid against Olathe North the week before. No, uh, bo- both games were. I mean, I watched the uh, Olathe North game as well. Both both were back and forth. I mean, if you were yeah. paying attention to the score for both games you're like okay this I don't, I don't know who's winning you know this is a close game and they were both close games and so yeah no valley survives but shining mission northwest that's a team that can i mean whether well, one or two now but that, i think that's a team that can get to five wins the regular season at yeah. least and then win a couple make a run in the uh in the in the postseason as well and what could be kind of a you know an open uh east side of the 6a uh bracket we'll get to that mill valley gardner game coming up but one more i listen i was at um Blue Valley West on Thursday and saw Blue yeah. Valley Southwest handle a good Blue Valley West team. Uh, Southwest as, as a defense, uh, they got a great quarterback. They got a lot of nice pieces. There. Are you yeah. a believer in Southwest this year? Well, you know, and they've, we'll talk more about this game later, but they've got a good game this week with Spring Hill. Um, that's a physical team, likes to run the ball, so it's a little different. It's a similar test because I think 
I think they want to do that at, at Blue Valley West, but I, that's impressive to me to bounce back off the Miege loss. Um, it kind of validates, you know, the win over Blue Valley in week one. And, um, you know, I, I like Blue Valley West. It's a team that was back and forth with Aquinas in week one. Um, and that's a hey, Nagy can play, man. My, Matt Nagy's son yeah. can play. Sage Hutman, uh, their tailback is the all time leading rusher Sage, yeah. at Blue Valley, Blue Valley West. And so now they've got a lot of nice pieces at Blue Valley West. So, the way that Southwest won is the most impressive thing. Not that they won because I think that uh, that was a toss up game, but the way they won and, and the, they're definitely showing some things. I mean, uh, this is easily uh, the best team under Anthony Ork. Um, like I said, I was reminded last week that in uh, 2012, they had a pretty good team. They were in four a in the old district system. And I think they won a couple of games in the postseason, won a district. So, uh, you know, that was a good under bill low that, that, that original team that was sophomores when they started by the time they were seniors, was a really good group, but uh, this may be the the best or second best team in Blue Valley Southwest history. All right, let's get to it. The uh, the Big th- Three, the Remax Big Three on Kansas and Missouri. They'll they'll be kind of like uh, the states will be crisscrossed. There's some inter- yes. interstate action this week, so yes. not all uh, Missouri teams on the Missouri side, not all Kansas teams on the Kansas side. Case in point, we begin with Lee Summit North at Blue Valley Northwest. It's a big, uh, big time matchup. One we were looking forward to at the beginning of the year. Northwest has the loss, but you you expo- still expect a close one here, Dion. Yeah, it was it was a close game last year. Now Northwest had Grant Subblefield, who was a uh, you know made up for a lot last year because he was one of the better athletes on the field. But you know you're talking about some pretty big recruits in the trenches for both these teams. Two guys on the offensive line at Blue Valley Northwest are, are Power Five recruits, and of course, uh, you know. Williams Norney, I I struggle with his name and I apologize. Williams uh, Winery. Winery. Um he, you know, he's one of the best players in the country, depending on which recruiting service you look at. Uh his uh committed to the University of Missouri, I hear. Um we'll see. We'll hopefully that hopefully, hopefully that locked that down <laughs> a little bit more last weekend. But no, it's uh it's a good game. A lot of talent on both sides. And um, like I said, this was a close game last year. So I think that, uh, you know, this will be a good test for both teams. And the beauty of these games like this, that you, you lose it, you put it on a shelf, you, you learn from it, you go on. You don't have to see that team again. You don't have to try and scheme that team again. Um, you know, you just want to go out there and have a good effort, try and stay healthy because these are two pretty big physical teams. Uh, you don't want to get hurt. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, D1 guys from Blue Valley Northwest, two on the offensive line. We have the, uh, uh, the, the tight end going to mm-hmm. Iowa uh, as well. And so uh, Hoffman, is that the Hoffman kid? Yeah. Is that- Hoffman. And so talent all over the field uh, at Blue Valley Northwest. That game is, yes, at Blue Valley Northwest. Yes. Dak, uh, Dak, actually at their building. <laughs> yeah. Uh, another game you mentioned already, Spring Hill takes on Blue Valley Southwest. Contrasting styles here this yes. week. Yes. Colton McKenna, the, the outstanding tailback for Spring Hill. Uh, three touchdowns last week, and you could you know see on the highlights he, he was just tough to bring down. And uh, I emailed with Coach Drew Steffen from Eudora, and he said, "Man, he's a difference maker. He said he is tough and physical, and you don't wrap him up, uh, you're not going to get him down." And uh, that's the, that's going to be the question: Is Spring Hill going to be able to come out and be physical and move the ball down the field and keep the clock in their in their favor, uh, score when they're inside, you know, touchdowns, not field goals type thing, uh, and then defensively. Can they keep Dylan Dunn from just going bang, 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 touchdown? Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's there's a lot of that with Blue Valley Southwest. And they run the ball decently well, too. I, I think they do a lot of things well offensively. I don't want to just make it sound like they're air raid out there, but 
I, it's a great matchup of styles. They're both in 5A. So, you know, you want to get those head-to-heads. I know the head-to-head doesn't really matter in Kansas that much, but uh, yeah. you, you want to be able to make sure you're above them in the standings. And right now, Spring Hill is above Blue Valley Southwest. They've got uh, the 3-0 record where Southwest has the, the loss. Losses. losses are not weighted yeah. or anything over in Kansas. So, yeah. You want to, you want to, if you got a chance to hand that other guy a loss, you want to hand that other guy a loss and, and stay out in front of him. So, no, both two two really well-coached teams. Um, and, and I think this is, you know, you know, styles make fights and this will be an interesting one to see. Cause you know, you, if you're spring Hill, you may spend six minutes going down the field, but if they go down in a minute and a half, then your defense is right back out there. So, you know, so you got to get out there. So it, you know, it's going to be a fun one. I, I, I like that one. And yeah, I, I like to mix up the big threes, but we've kind of had the same, we've had a lot of back-to-back back games with, with the same teams. I think some of the schedules were front loaded. Uh, but no, that's that's one I definitely the way, especially the way Spring Hill played last week. That that definitely is a big three game. Yeah, a close game with uh, Eudora. A good, a good yeah, win a good Eudora team. What's that? I said a good Eudora team. I mean, that's not a, a team is close. Yeah, game, yeah, yeah, close game, and and I think that that's a Eudora team that when you get into four A, they're going to be a tough tough team to to take out. Um, what a monster week this is for high school football at Kansas and Missouri. You have the crossover games. They have the game of the year so far in Kansas. Number one in 5A, Mill Valley, yeah. the four-time defending state champs. Number one in 6A, Gardner on the road to Mill Valley. Of course, Gardner coming off the overtime loss last year in the state championship game to Manhattan. Two power teams yeah. uh, going out the, 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 the spectrum game of the week. And uh, defenses that are really not – allowed much at all um and you talk about you know the the only score in the mill valley game last week was a pick six by the Sonny Mission north west defense so technically that defense was starting a shutout defense about, for both these teams is not allowed a touchdown yeah and i believe the starting defense total uh actually maybe i uh, gardner might have allowed one but starting defense for mill valley is allowed six six points two yeah and, and and there's back-to-back shutouts uh, for Gardner, including the one on uh, the Thursday night when the Chiefs played, and I'm, I've made this joke several times. Gardner played like they wanted to get home, not too yeah. long after the 7:20 kickoff because they were up 50 something to nothing over a Shawnee Mission East team that that took Lawrence to the yeah. all the way to the end in overtime last week. So I think that uh, definitely, you know, Gardner's rolling. Um, I I don't know whose level of competition. I'd say you, uh, Mill Valley. Well, well, it was a little better because Shawnee Mission Northwest. How about this stat? Uh, combined, their opponents this year are two and sixteen. Yeah. So, but both of them, uh, although Shawnee Mission Northwest is by far the best team of the three uh, teams that Mill Valley's played and uh, Gardner's played of those six teams. But yeah, it's uh, it, there's uh, they, they've kind of been waiting for this game. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's uh, it's going to be a big one. It's a it's homecoming at Mill Valley. How about that cupcake they scheduled for uh for homecoming? Uh well I if Joel is like uh one coach that used to coach with him, uh is he a let's get it over as early as possible type guy? I mean, is that when he when his I input is I don't is? know how home, I think a lot of times administration, there's only a, a you know a few week window there. A lot of times yes. it's, you know, the homecoming because you have all these other events and you have uh you know uh conferences hey. and all that stuff. So this might have been the only date they could. Let's just say a, a coach who used to coach in my town on the south side told me that if it was up to him, he would have senior night and homecoming, the first home game, and be done with it all. Senior night is the first home game in Mill Valley. Yeah. No, that's, that's he said senior. He said senior. Laugh like, 
what a ride these seniors have been on. Wait, who is that? Because we don't even know numbers at that point. Yeah. He said also, he goes, you know, he also said that, you know, there's always some seniors who quit. At least they were there for the first game. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happens. <laughs> so if they, you wait till the end of the year, you know, Jimmy may not have been there. You know, Jimmy hung it up, but at least he gets to walk out there with his parents. So now homecoming, <laughs> that's that, that should be a lot going on. I, I, some say it's a distraction. Some say it's not. I don't know. Um, I, I be, I'll be curious to see, you know, when my kid goes through that of what the, all the stuff that goes on and yeah it's, it's a fun I mean, fun week everybody obviously has it at every school you do your uh you do your parade you do your different themes each day and all that of course the dance you're looking forward to on saturday night so i'm sure in some cases it gives you more juice more energy and other times maybe it takes away from the time that you would uh, otherwise spend uh you know you know studying an opponent <laughs> uh it's an anomaly here these two teams have played uh, the last four years in the uh, in the in the sunflower league, they caught each other uh, on both rotations, and so last the last two years, Mill Valley has won at uh, Gardner thirty five to fourteen, same score both times. Uh, the year before that, the COVID year twenty twenty, Mill Valley was at home without their quarterback, and Gardner got a big win at home. I think it's twenty eight twenty six uh, over uh, over a really good state championship mill valley team well and that was and that was jesse owens first year there and so that was kind of the 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 look of oh hey what the you know what they've got going on so i i think uh you know, gardner has looked as good as anybody um this will be their biggest test mill valley outside of last week has looked as good as or you know as good as anybody as well um so i yeah, want to say that was cornelson's last year I it was cornelson's last year as soon as i said it that i thought third year for jesse. Third year yeah so that was uh um that was one of those things where I think that, you know, they, these teams have definitely know each other and Cornelson's system is very similar to, you know, there, there wasn't much difference in terms of what they did offensively. So that was pretty easy for them, but uh, no, it's going to be, well, I it's mean, going to be Gardner, interesting. Gardner's a uh, flex bone team that passes the ball a lot, right? It's yeah. Dustin Delaney is not afraid to throw the ball out of the, uh, out of, and they have athletes there and they have size and yeah, it's really uh hit you, hit you, hit you over the top of the tight end. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was Shawnee Mission East. They rode that to a state championship. Listen, this could be a, this could be a low-scoring game. Uh, this uh, both of these teams aren't used to that, but I mean, the two really, really good defenses and great athletes all uh, all over the field. Jaden Woods for uh, for Mill Valley just yes. wrecked the game last week. I mean, eight tackles from the defensive end position and sack and TFLs, and yeah, it was fun to watch. All right, let's move on to the Missouri side of things in our Remax Big Three games of the week. Dion, you've got. Uh, Bishop Miege Rockers are going to Kansas uh, be Missouri matchup, but it's in Missouri barely by like, I don't know, like yes. several feet over there in uh, inside the state line at, uh, at Rockers. And these are, and these are two teams that have lived up to the hype. I know the rock has that one loss, but it's to a great team and Miege is rolling as well. Well, and uh, I, this is about, is it year five or six they've played uh, since they kind of re up the, up the uh, rivalry. Um, and it now has a name. It's called the Catholic Clash. Um, I'll deal with it. I mean, it's a, it's okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's well, holy, holy War is that me? Holy War is Aquinas Aquinas. That, that? Yeah. I don't know what St. James is. I don't know where they flow in and 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 Something, play all yeah. these. So, but this is the Catholic Clash they are calling it. Um, um, you know, so we'll see. But uh, no, we talked about it earlier. You know, Rock, great win last week. Got to have a lot of confidence. Miege. Whatever you need, they seem to get. I mean, score, man. running game, Garcia's, Garcia, the tailback is really good. The new quarterback is playing really well with the new receivers. 
defensively, which is always their most underrated side of the ball because they can score at will. Defensively, they're playing uh, really well and have shut some teams down. So I, I think it's going to be interesting. It, you know, you wonder if it's going to be, you know, Rockhurst's ability with their size to kind of lean on them uh, mm-hmm. and get that and then and be able to stop the big plays. And and slow down the rushing attack that they have because they've got a lot of big plays off of that. So last year, um, it was close, and then Miege kind of blew it open at the end. Um, that was a fun one to watch. But uh, I, I don't know. I don't know who's going to get this one. But it's a, they're both playing as well as they could play heading into this game. Also, uh, Kansas v Missouri crossover Blue Valley West goes to Staley. Why is this one on your big three? Well, it's a uh, rampy against uh Korkenmeyer. He coached them in high school, so it's always a good last year. This is a great oh, game, yeah, okay. Yeah, 34 33. Um, sure. both teams were kind of in a similar spot last year, kind of coming off losses, kind of looking to you know, felt like they were pretty solid teams, but had played good teams and suffered a couple losses, you know, going into it. And, you know, Staley. Hung close with Lee Summit North, got got a loss. They beat Lee Summit. Um, didn't play very well in week one against Blue Springs. I think that's kind of a week one loss that you can look back and go, um, you know, didn't get that one done. And then played a, a pretty good Lee Summit West team last week that, that that their defense shut them down and they, they lost 28-7. So both these teams are hungry for a win. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the coaches know each other pretty well. And even though, that you know, it's been a long time since Josh played for him, uh, you know, I think he'd, he'd like to return the favor that Coach Rampey did at Blue Valley West last year and go win on his field. Like a one-point game, right? Yes, yeah, a one-point game. So I, I expect the same thing. I mean, I think both teams are pretty talented and, uh, you know, just haven't had the wins this year. Uh, and last year on the Missouri side, two Missouri teams, Pleasant Hill at Odessa. This one kind of, you know, uh, you know, under the radar here on this huge week of high school football in and around Kansas City. But I, I like this uh, Roosters and Bulldogs. Uh, both undefeated. Um, this is probably for the MRVC West crown i mean i think harrisonville's playing better but they've already already got the loss uh to pleasant hill so they're kind of played old grove yet they haven't have they they haven't i think they play them next week i think they do them back-to-back weeks Uh, yeah so i mean these two teams have kind of beaten the teams that are right there next to them so the win here kind of vaults you to the top uh so no you know it's it's definitely a a big one you know pleasant hill's up in class four so they want there's not like they're in the same district like they had been uh, the last few years. So this is definitely a game that you could you can get the win, you know, for conference because conference still means something to a lot of people. So, you know, this is something you can kind of sell to your kids like get you want to get the conference. A patch. Some some places hang, you know, years on a banner, you know, for the conference champions. So now this is a this is a definitely Pleasant Hills defense have been playing really well. We always know Odessa's defense has been uh is always good. So and they're coming off a really solid defensive effort last week but uh against Oak Grove so no it's it's a good one like I told my photographer uh who's who was at Oak Grove last week I said if you like Oak Grove you're gonna love Odessa uh so he's going back down there this week which yeah he's an old examiner guy so we've we've him and I both have done some time on both those sidelines in Oak Grove and Odessa uh but that one should be a a pretty good one for that MRVC West title which is uh one of those conferences that they all really care about which is good Uh, absolutely um and one that doesn't this should be like uh, the fourth big three game. There should be three B here uh, coming up this week. Oak Park going to Platte County. You got undefeated Oak Park still against three and one Platte County, two of probably the top 10 teams in the entire metro area. Uh, what do you make of this one? Well, you know, Platte County last week got gashed 
uh, by Grain Valley and Ty Williams. He goes for 339 yards We're rushing. About five in the second game. Yeah, uh, and so I think their defense, which is the strength of that team, feels like they need to bounce back. I don't know if Oak Park's the team that you look to bounce back against. Uh, you've got to solve some things really quickly. And uh, offensively, they were kind of – they're sophomores, so they're, <laughs> there's going to be ups and downs. Um, so I, I think it's Platte County um, is going to look to bounce back, but Oak Park, man, they've, they've just been rolling along. Um, they got the win over Grain Valley two weeks ago late when uh, they, they picked off a, a pass and ran it back to the 20 and then punched it in the final uh, seconds of that game. So this is this is a big one. I mean, it's, it's class six Oak Park against class five Platte County. But if you're Platte County, um, you've given up the head to head to Grain Valley. Uh, so you definitely want to you definitely want to get in there and, and get some bonus points if you can, if you could knock off a class six Oak Park. Mm, all right. Hey, let's look ahead. Who are some names that we could throw in the Simone hat um, at this point in the season? And is Ty Williams at that at, at the uh, the top of that list? I th- I think so. I mean, he's the running he's back. Got, yeah, running back Green Valley had three hundred thirty nine yards rushing, five rushing touchdowns, and another receiving touchdown. I think he's got fifteen total now in four games between receiving and rushing. Uh, he's on a pace for pretty much two thousand yards. He's averaging two hundred fifteen yards a game. He's a tank, by the way. He looks. Oh yeah, like he's a bowling ball. He's yeah, he's a tank. He's tough to get down and you know I, I think talking to some of the people around the Platte County program not nobody within the Platte County program people who covered the Platte County program felt like that there was a lot of arm tackling going on but uh as Cole Young and I were talking yesterday he said tackling Ty Williams is definitely a, it's a business decision and yeah. and I don't know how many of those Platte County kids made you know decided that that's the the hill they wanted to die on Friday night and uh but no I think he's definitely a you know they got Blue Spring South this week um and Owen Owen for Blue Spring South that is is finding itself on the other side of what they were last year. They won a lot of toss up games, and this year they're kind of on the other side of it. Um, so no, it's uh, uh, they've they've got to keep it rolling. If you're Grain Valley, you don't want to don't want to step back. You've already got the one loss, and Ty Williams is a big part of what they do. You know, not to be outdone, TJ Porter got six TDs for Olathe North last week. He doesn't have the yardage that Ty does, but he is a touchdown machine for that yeah. for that team. Uh, but you know the the thing about uh, TJ is that, that there was a a great quote uh, that he had. And then they talked to coach McCartney about the longest run of the game was an 85 yarder that TJ is the one that blocked and sprung the other tailback. For. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, he's kind of doing a little bit of everything for them. Uh, uh, Tillman, the uh, weight, the, the quarterback at Liberty North, Elijah Leonard, the quarterback at, at Lee summit North. Um, you what know, those that? are some guys. Smith, receiver at um, Neil Smith's son. Uh, yeah. For, uh, for the Taylor. He, there's a lot of good players for the Taylor. I mean, that, you know, Keelan Smith, Isaiah Mosey, um, that's going to be a deep list. Uh, so, no, there's some, you know, Panky, the tailback at Oak Park is going to, you know, as, as they continue to win, he's going to put good numbers. You know, they haven't had some – there's a lot – a lot of these guys may not have quite have the numbers that Ty Williams from Grand Valley has right now, but they've needed him to score as much as they have because their defense is kind of banged up and and uh, they needed they need that offense to score points and Ty's had to do it. Uh, so that's, you know, that's definitely why he's kind of jumped out. He's, he's averaging, you know, 10 yards a carry. It's not like he's five yards a carry and you're giving it to him 40 times a game. I mean, he's, he's putting up some, some big numbers there, but, uh, no, I, I think, you know, those are some guys right there that, that kind of go and, um, you know, I think it'll be interesting to see that some people will shake out, uh, as the season goes on, but, uh, those are some names right there. We're going to have a Simone watch up our first one with, just with some names and some guys. Uh, here later this week, but uh, it, it's we're getting there. Um, I, I talked to Charlie Simone yesterday. We're the meetings are starting, <laughs> so it's 
uh, trying to yeah. trying to get on it a little earlier this year. But no, it's uh, it's definitely going to be a fun way to see. I mean, Grain Valley's never had anybody. You know, they haven't been up in up in the big classes that long, so they've never had anyone even you know come close to be considered for that award. And and so no, it's uh, it's definitely. Uh, interesting to see them but you know some others you know the liberty norse and the lisa norse have been you know had some people up there and of course uh you know those those guys there but uh, that'll be interesting one one last shout out this is my raytown south hat uh the raytown south which i think won three games in the last four years maybe and they were 0 and 10 a couple times i think raytown last week beat their rival raytown seven to nothing um i'm here for defensive battles yes and that's the side of the ball that had like 10 starters back uh, Coach William Harris has done a really good job with that program, and um, that, like I said, they're three and one, uh, and their only losses to Grandview. Uh, now they beat Raytown, they beat Truman, uh, so that's you know, some teams and uh, that'll that are they they should be they're better than, but it's tough to get the, it's tough to get a pro when you go over, it's tough yeah. to turn that corner, um, and it's you know they won a game last year, uh, but now they're at three and one, and uh, them along with Van Horn who's four and zero oh, and looking like. They're a couple weeks away from maybe. I mean, that's a team that could be nine and zero very easily. They've got some tough games with St. Michael's. Got Lincoln Prep this week. I think they should beat Lincoln Prep. St. Michael's is pretty solid. You know, Summit Christian is always tough, Uh, but that's a Van Horn team that could be nine and zero, and maybe earn. You know, right now they're seeded number one in their district that includes Pleasant Hill and Jeff City. Um, I think that Pleasant Hill is probably the best team in there. I think Jeff City's not any good. Plus, I don't like them. So. Jeff City people are, are like Nebraska people. It's been done forever. Fans. Maybe they've turned a corner, Dion. Maybe you should give them a chance. Well, I, you know, the, it's a different regime there now uh, at Jeff City High School. And I think Capital City is pretty good. That's the new high school. I, I just know that in the last 10 years when they've come up here and played, they haven't, for all the bluster that Jeff City has had in the last 40 years, they really haven't been good for 20. And they've come up here and been just bad actors destroying locker rooms, you know, in games where they were getting beat bad in playoff games, trying to get personal fouls to get guys kicked out so they can't play the next week. I mean, just not a well-disciplined program. So I don't know if that's still true, um, but I know that's the experiences they've had up here the last few years. And uh, now they're down in class four, which is a weird thing to think of Jeff city in class four, but that's what they are when they split the schools and all, all the growth I think is now at the new school, that part of town. So it, I don't know if Jeff City High School will be up in Class Five. If they didn't go up in the new configuration uh, when they pulled teams up, then I don't know when they are going uh, back up. So, no, I think that's an interesting district of Van Horn and Pleasant Hill, and uh, that's Van Horn's a team to, to keep an eye on, and they are off to their one of their best starts. Also, um, the two coaches of the week this week for the Chiefs. Um, Who are they? And that. It's going to be Cam Smith from Washington. Washington beat Bonner. We thought yeah. that the, they were zero seven all time since two thousand five. I think it was the first time in eight times they'd beaten them. Uh, they're off to their best start since two thousand five at three and zero, and also St. Joe Central four and zero, off to their best start since nineteen eighty six. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, so four and zero, and like yeah, it's you know years. the St. Joe Central. The problem that St. Joe Central ran into is that they would bounce up in when there was three suburban conferences, they would bounce up into that, the big, and they were, you know, they were like, there'd be the big six or so, and then they'd be the seventh one. And they were, you know, not as, so they were, you know, penciled in for four and five losses every year playing blue Springs and Lee summit and 
uh, Blue Spring South and teams like that. So, it, you know, they were always kind of the small one and um, they would, you know, the, the, they've always had talent. Uh, Coach Trotter, Reggie Trotter, um, who's been there the last five years, they finally settled that program down and he's done a fantastic job. So shout out to both those, both those programs. All right. Sounds good. We've done all the damage we can. Enjoy your games on Friday night. Check out prepskc.com for all the scores, all the stories, all that stuff. Then turn on uh, KSHB 41 to, to catch Dion in his uh, bright, shining face and that in that same location, that same Thanks, background and everything, probably same computer, all that X stuff. Xfinity Studios, powered by Xfinity. I'll be watching, but I will not be part of the broadcast. I'll be at uh, – well, we've played some uh, long games lately, so we get home like almost – you know, just in time, on the road, come right on time to turn on, uh, turn on KSHB and watch, watch under the lights. Yes, with Aaron Ladd and Dion Clista. Been a good, been a good run so far. I'm proud of you guys. Well done. Yeah, well, thanks. Appreciate it. Anything? Good job. Yep. We, uh, yeah, no cussing so far. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Never know. Never know. Now we're two Mizzou guys. That helps. We were, you yeah, know, it's true. You should be happy. <laughs> All right, guys, for Dion and Mick, we'll see you next time on Snap Tackle Pod.